Is Pfizer stock a smart buy right now? That's the big question we're tackling today. Welcome to Global Value, and in this video, we're going to dive deep into a thorough analysis of Pfizer PFE stock, emulating none other than Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time. We'll scrutinize the key numbers that Buffett values most, and then we'll calculate three different fair values for Pfizer to really understand what it's worth in today's market. Make sure you watch with me till the end because our combined fair value and rating might just take you by surprise. And there's more. I'll also reveal a crucial bonus metric that could be the deciding factor when adding PFE stock to your portfolio. So is Pfizer a golden opportunity waiting to be seized? Let's find out together. Right now, Pfizer stock trades for $29.98 per share. 2023 has been very hard on the business. Their stock price is down 41.5%, while the S&P 500 is up nearly 20%. They hugely underperformed the market over this time. In their last five years, even after their pandemic highs, Pfizer stock is down 30% overall. In the last decade, their stock is around flat. They're down just 2%. When we go back before the global financial crisis, Pfizer stock is up only 13% overall. They compound at less than 1% annually. But that's not all for shareholders. Right now, Pfizer pays a huge market-beating 5.45% dividend yield. Their average dividend yield in these years is added to the returns in their stock. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Pfizer? Right now, the company trades just $1 above its 52-week low. This comes as they trade $25 below their 52-week high. Still, under 1% of their shares are sold short. And how big is Pfizer? They're huge. They have a $169 billion market cap. Pfizer is one of the world's largest pharmaceutical firms with annual sales close to $50 billion, excluding COVID-19 product sales. While it historically sold many types of healthcare products and chemicals, now prescription drugs and vaccines account for the majority of sales. Top sellers include pneumococcal vaccine Prevnar 13, cancer drug Imbrance, and cardiovascular treatment Eliquis. Pfizer sells these products globally with international sales representing close to 50% of its total sales. Within international sales, emerging markets are a major contributor. The firm traces its roots to 18... The, tr the firm traces its roots back to 1849 and it's headquartered in New York, New York. Pfizer spent most of its COVID-19 profits on major acquisitions. They acquired Arena Pharmaceuticals for $6.7 billion in cash in March 2022. Then in October of 2022, they acquired Biohaven Pharma for $11.6 billion. They also acquired Global Blood Therapeutics for $5.4 billion. That wasn't all for the company. Their biggest acquisition came in March of 2023 when they announced that they agreed to acquire CGen for an enterprise value of $43 billion. That was double their previous acquisitions put together. Pfizer spent nearly $70 billion on acquisitions in the last couple of years, really putting their COVID-19 profits to work and hopefully improving the future of the company, especially improving their pipeline. It might be too early to tell for sure, but are those acquisitions boosting the company's profits? That's what we'll try to figure out today. Now with that understanding, let's look at the company like Warren Buffett and dive deep into their numbers using the Select 6 analysis. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. A normal business earns 7% returns on capital. When we look for a benchmark that's double this, we can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Pfizer earned below average returns in 2018 and 2019. Since 2020, these really took off. Pfizer was a huge beneficiary of the COVID-19 pandemic as their vaccine sales made huge profits for the business. 
They earned a high of nearly 29% returns in 2022. Since this, however, their returns have come back to earth by quite a bit. They earned just 4.8% returns in their last 12 months. Still, when we average their returns out, Pfizer earns 14.7% returns in a given year over this time. That's just above the benchmark we're looking for. This means that's still double a normal business. It's a check on metric number one. Metric number two, we want to see growth in their sales, earnings, and free cash flows to support their high returns. This is where it gets tricky for the business. From 2018 until 2022, the company grew like gangbusters. It had huge sales, earnings, and free cash flow growth in this time. All of these, however, seem to have peaked in their 2022, as today their sales are up 68% from where they were at in 2018, not the two and a half times it looks like they were at last year. Their earnings are actually down from their 2018 numbers today by 6%. This was due to $2.4 billion in merger and restructuring costs. And most importantly of all, their free cash flows are actually down 41% from where they were pre-pandemic. That's not a great sign for the company. Pfizer's free cash flows are down so much from a $9 billion change in their other net operating assets in this year alone. If they wouldn't have had that change, even though they've spent about $2 billion more in CapEx in their last 12 months than what they did in 2018, their free cash flows would actually be up. You need to dig into the company's filings to understand this in more detail, as it was a huge expense for the business that really killed their free cash flows, especially in their last 12 months. While it was expected that their boost from their COVID-19 product sales would slow down and revert back to normal, Pfizer has actually dropped below where they were pre-pandemic. That could spell trouble for this business unless they're able to turn things around and improve on that. Because their earnings and free cash flows are down, this is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we want earnings per share growth. In this case, we're actually going to exclude those $2.4 billion of merger and restructuring costs. Even though that does impact their earnings, the company has bought back 4% of their shares in this time. You have to understand at what stock price these buybacks were occurring, because if a company buys back shares above its fair value, it actually destroys value for shareholders. Still, when we exclude those costs and we add in their share buybacks, Pfizer has actually grown their earnings per share up until today. While they're down from where they were at in 2022, these are still up from 2018. It's another check on metric number three. So far, Pfizer has two checks and one X. Can the company keep this strong performance going? Metric number four, we want to see something similar. Here, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth. Pfizer's free cash flows per share nearly doubled from 2018 until 2022. However, these are down by a lot today. In their last 12 months, they only brought in $1.45 of free cash flow for each share that they had outstanding. This is the lowest they've been at over this time. As again, they didn't just revert to where they were pre-pandemic. This is down a lot even from before then. This means it's an X on metric number four. So far, Pfizer split. They have two checks and two Xs through four metrics. Before we look at the company's balance sheet and get into our valuation estimates, how about we check in on our bonus? Right now, Pfizer pays a huge 5.45% dividend yield. This has grown in each of their last 12 years, but is it safe and can this keep growing in the future? That's what we want to figure out through our bonus. We want Pfizer's dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. Even though the company's free cash flows have bounced around in the last five years, their dividend payments have been supported in all of these years. However, that's not the case today. In their last 12 months, Pfizer only brought in $1.45 worth of free cash flow for each share that they had outstanding, while they paid out $1.63 of free cash flow. 
This is something you need to dig into if you're looking at Pfizer for its abilities to return capital to shareholders through its dividend. This seems like it's a less than optimal capital allocation decision. You'd want to scrutinize the company's management a bit more based on this as well. Their dividends were supported previously, but not today. This means it's an X on our bonus. Pfizer may not be able to keep growing their dividend into the future. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses and even go broke. In metric number five, we want their net debt to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five years. Pfizer has reduced their net debt position over this time. This peaked at nearly $44 billion in 2019. They hit a low of only $10 billion of net debt in 2021. Then they increased this to $16.5 billion in 2022. Today, this sits at $20 billion. Still, it's down from where it was in 2018. In the last five years, we see the major benefit that Pfizer got from their COVID-19 vaccines. They earned huge profits and a ton of free cash flow over this time. When these are summed up, Pfizer brought in $92.5 billion of free cash flow in their last five years. That easily supports their debt position even in their most levered year. Their free cash flows from before then would also support this position. This means it's an easy check on metric number five for Pfizer. They look like they're in strong financial shape. This comes even as the company's free cash flows are down in their last 12 months. If we project their current free cash flows into the future, they still easily support their net debt position. Pfizer looks like they bring in a ton of cash compared to the leverage they use in their business. Now, how much is Pfizer potentially worth? The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Pfizer's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. This is the first of our three valuation estimates. It looks at Pfizer like it's a private business by adding their market cap and their net debt together. If it's the case, it gives a slight risk premium to the 10-year treasury. Right now, Pfizer has a $189.5 billion enterprise value. This adds their net debt and their market cap together to look at Pfizer like it's a private business. In the last five years, we learned they brought in $92.5 billion of free cash flow. This means they bring in $18.5 billion in an average year. When we divide that by their enterprise value, it gives us a 9.8% average free cash flow yield. That's more than double the yield of the 10-year treasury. Today, Pfizer brought in $8.2 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When we divide that by their enterprise value, it gives us a 4.3% current free cash flow yield. Again, they had those changes in their other net operating assets, which really affects this. That's still above the yield from the 10-year treasury, but it's slightly down from our risk premium. Still, free cash flows can be lumpy year to year. That's why we're taking an average here. Because their average is higher than our risk premium, it means on metric number six, this is a check for Pfizer. Don't just run out and go buy the business. You're going to want to see what our other two fair values are before you watch till the end of the video when we estimate their fair market value and give our rating. Everything we've looked at so far is important, but there's something missing. This, in my opinion, is the main reason to analyze Pfizer. We're going to use a DCF valuation to project their free cash flows into the future and use historical assumptions to see what a fair value is for the company. Like any model, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. This is based on their business predictability. Pfizer has not been that predictable in their past. Part of this comes from the divestitures and spinoffs Pfizer has done. It also comes from their huge boom during the pandemic. We're going to attempt to smooth out that boom by taking an average of their free cash flows. Then we'll use historical growth assumptions to project these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if they'll be accurate or not for Pfizer. If we assume that their free cash flows grow at 5% in each of the next 10 years, then in the following decade, we'll assume that these grow at 4% annually. We'll also add in their tangible book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a market beating 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, 
At today's valuation multiples, it looks like an estimate of Pfizer's fair value is around $30 per share. That's right about in line with their stock price. Keep some key points in mind, however. This rate of return would already include their huge dividend yield. Also, a few of Pfizer's valuation multiples are across the board. Potentially the most basic for the company is their PE, which trades slightly above their historical levels in the past decade. Keep in mind, this is at a time when the company underperformed the S&P 500. We're also going to use a guru-focused value for Pfizer. This looks at their business predictability, analyst estimates for the future, and where they've traded compared to their past multiples. Right now, this comes in at $38 per share. Keep in mind, it's a rough estimate, just like your DCF, because of their lack of business predictability. And so far, we've covered most of the numbers Warren Buffett cares about, but it's the qualities of a business that are even more important to him. Why don't we learn what these are for Pfizer? We're going to start with a long thesis first. Number one, Pfizer's decision to divest its off-patent division should result in a faster-growing, more innovative company. Number two, Pfizer's strong success in developing a COVID-19 vaccine and treatment is yielding a massive cash windfall. Number three, Pfizer's pipeline productivity is improving with several successful recent drug launches. In particular, their cardiovascular drug Vindiquil is a potential game changer in the rare disease arena. But it wouldn't be fair if we didn't look at a short thesis for the company as well. Number one, the likely decline of COVID-19 products could create an earnings drag on the firm in 2023 and beyond. Number two, Merck's pipeline pneumococcal vaccine could take share from Pfizer's Prevnar. Number three, past aggressive cost-cutting in research and development could hurt Pfizer's long-term prospects, given the importance of continued investment into innovation. The company has also had recent layoffs, announcing layoffs of more than 1,200 employees in November of 2023. Now, it's the moment you've been waiting for. Let's combine their numbers and their qualities as we estimate their fair market value and give our rating. This far in our analysis of Pfizer stock, ticker symbol PFE, we've learned the company's been busy putting their COVID-19 profits to work. They've made huge acquisitions in the last couple of years using these cash flows. Time will tell how their CGen acquisition will impact the company. In a deal that's valued at nearly 20% of their enterprise value, Pfizer goes four for six on our select six analysis. They still look like they're in a strong position based on the numbers. They continue to generate large amounts of free cash flow compared to the debt they use in their business, and they may be attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. Right now, Warren Buffett doesn't own Pfizer stock, but in the midst of the pandemic in 2020, someone at Berkshire did. This likely came from one of the other two portfolio managers at Berkshire, either Ted Weschler or Todd Combs. Likely one of them, based on position sizing, briefly bought into Pfizer in the third quarter of 2020, then sold their position by the fourth quarter. Besides that brief holding by someone at Berkshire, Pfizer is owned by these seven other super investors. It's a big position for Kahn Brothers Group, Jensen Investment Management, and Harry Byrne. Fram Watza, who's been called the Canadian Warren Buffett, also has a 1% position in the business. When we put Pfizer's three estimates together, today we get a fair market value of around $36 per share. That's $6 above their current stock price. It's well within where they've traded in the last 52 weeks. It's also $4 below the street target price for Pfizer of $40.5 per share. Based on that valuation, right now Pfizer looks like it has a rating of being modestly undervalued. This isn't financial advice. You need to do what's right for you personally. If you enjoyed today's PFE stock analysis, like it, subscribe to the channel for more, share your thoughts in the comments, and watch this next video.